Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is going on, you guys? For this episode, we're going to give you three episodes, three tips on how to sleep well. And some of you are like, oh my God, you're teaching me how to sleep? I already sleep every single night. So like, what the hell do you know? Well, a lot of you don't sleep really well. A lot of you are making some basic mistakes. And so I'm going to offer these three tips that I think are really going to help you. And it can have some significant sort of counterintuitive improvements in your life. And this is going to be based upon the work of Dr. Sachin Handa on the Circadian Code, as well as the book, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Um, these are two fabulous books that have had a huge impact. Now, the Atomic Habits doesn't really get into whether sleep is something that like is something that should be a good habit or a bad habit. But it does talk about these little things that we do every day that are part of our identity that totally increase the quality of our life. And the bad things, the bad habits that we get into that have devastating impacts on the quality of our life. So that got me to thinking, one of the things that Clear talks about is, first of all, what's a good habit and what's a bad habit? And he says that a good habit is one that you reinforce your identity on a daily basis. A bad habit is one that sets you back from that, that, that identity. So as it relates to sleep, sleep is so elemental and so foundational, and it's something that we all do, um, but yet we all kind of screw up. And there's some reasons why we do that. I think in part because it's something that we just don't think about a lot. So I'm going to talk about some three very concrete ways in which you can improve your sleep quality, as well as your, which is kind of an overarching term, as well as your sleep efficiency. So first off, before we do that, what are some of the benefits of sleep that you may not think of um, when you go to sleep? It is absolutely essential for cell repair, muscle growth, human growth hormone. It can affect your insulin sensitivity, your blood sugar levels, whether you're obese or not, your energy levels the next day, your ability to concentrate, anxiety, depression. It is, you know, like the motivational speaker um, that let goes to a high school and is like, if you guys remember just one thing, remember the like, they're thinking like a, a dare presentation. If I just save one life, so with all my Rocky cats, what I'm telling you is, if you can remember one thing, remember to get a good night's sleep. Yes, your mom was right. So why is it that so many of us screw up sleep? Because we do it all the time, and we think that we know what we're doing, but a lot of times we don't. So I'm going to give you some recommendations, and the first relates to food. You wouldn't think of it, like if, if some of you have a little tub 
let's say you got you got a little your belt loops are, are sort of expanding a little bit. Have you ever connected when you eat with your the size of your waist? And you may think like, oh my God, this is just total BS. Why would there be a connection between that? This gets into the work of Dr. Sanchantanda in the book in the circadian code. And it has to do with the rhythms of your sleep and how your body processes food. So the first tip that I'm gonna give you is do not eat after seven o'clock or alternatively at least three hours prior to the time that you go to sleep. Well, why is this important? Number one, when you eat, it is a signal to your body to engage in energy retention. And it is a signal for your body to actually be awake. Even though some of you may feel sleepy, it is for movement, for activity, to get things done. That is one of the purpose of energy is that it gives you energy throughout the day. That's why you eat. And so what one hugely bad habit that I used to do is I used to like eat this huge bowl of, of uh, blueberries and cream just before I went to bed. What's the problem with that? Is that it's a signal to your body to store calories. And here's the thing as it relates to fat loss. If you have some extra tub, start with your sleep as an easy starting point. Because some of you are defeatist. You're like, no, oh, I, I just, I don't have access to a gym and I can't buy slim fast and I'm just so discouraged. Well, you can sleep and you can decide when you eat. And I, if you can't decide when you eat, it's not that hard. Stuff your pie hole at six o'clock. You're not going if you, if you're so lack so much self control that you, you can't stop stuffing your pie hole for the next three or four hours, then that's on you. But if you eat before seven o'clock, here is some of the awesome benefits that you get. And this is key. This is what I learned from Dr. Sachin Panda. Is that here's the rub is that you cannot burn fat and store fat at the same time. Let me repeat that again. You cannot burn fat and store fat at the same time. So when you eat, it's a signal to your body to produce insulin and to store calories. That's what your body does. But here's the issue, is that your body doesn't know that it's not gonna get any nutrients for about six, to seven hours after you stop eating. After you stop eating for six to seven hours, you don't die because you got this thing called fat. And that's the point whereby if you eat seven o'clock, about six to seven hours later, your body is going to start burning fat. So between two and five in the morning, if you go to bed at eight to nine, your body is going to be burning fat. And I want you to do an experiment. Do this. Get out an electronic scale and weigh yourself before you go to bed and after you go to bed when you wake up and just see how much weight you're going to, you're going to, you're going to lose a lot of weight. And I lost nearly 50 pounds. And this was key is not eating after seven o'clock. You will get fit, you will get ripped, and you will have cell regeneration and you will burn more fat. So that's tip number one, eat before 
seven o'clock. I think you can handle that. Number two is a big one, and I'm going to do a standalone podcast on an adverse atomic habit, which is alcohol. Now, alcohol is something that um, there's a whole bunch, there are a few benefits, but there's a whole bunch of drawbacks. And its connection to sleep is one that you may not be aware of. And I'll just use myself as an example. There was a time in my life when I drank like a bottle of wine at night. And now don't judge first. I was like, it's like 15 years ago. It's like 15 years ago. Don't judge. It's very easy to do. You get a little Netflix action or curb your enthusiasm. The bottle goes really quick and it's kind of nice when you do it. So don't judge. But let me just describe the impact that that has. First of all, for a bottle of night is four glasses of wine. I did not consider that to be an issue at all. But that by definition means I'm a heavy drinker. Who describes himself as a heavy drinker? But what, what impact does that have on you the next day? Now, for the most part, I never worried about this because I was like, oh my God, I don't get an ODPY, don't get in bar fights. And I get up and I go to work and, you know, it's all good. I drink a lot of coffee and, you know, it's no problem. So what the hell? I don't have an issue. But one of the things that it totally affects your stress levels and your cognitive performance the next day because of its impact on sleep. So when I was drinking that bottle of night, that put me into the heavy heavy drinking, which again, I didn't think I had a drinking issue because I considered if you're like an alcoholic, you're like, you just wake up and you're like in some field and you have no idea where you are. I didn't consider four glasses of wine to be an issue. I didn't. And what's the issue? What's the problem with this? And here there's a great resource. It's called sleepfoundation.org. Most of the stuff I say in my podcast, you can, you can look it up on the internet. It's totally legit. And it features a podcast by Matt Walker, who's totally legit. He's a sleep researcher, delightful British accent at Berkeley. He's a super brainiac, way smarter than I am. Made a whole career on sleep. I don't know if I could do any more podcasts on sleep, but it's a huge thing. So the sleepfoundation.org talks about on its website, and you can just check it, sleep and alcohol. And it gets into what it describes as the impact of alcohol on sleep. So if you're like I was, let's, let's start with, well, first let's start with just hardly drink at all. You're like, oh, well, I only have like a cap full every night or like a, like a half a glass. And I don't hardly drink anything. So I'm what's considered a light drinker, which the Sleep Foundation describes as for men, less than two drinks and for women, less than one drink. And if you're in that category of people, like good for you, but who the hell drinks one glass of wine? No one does. That's why when the doctor is like, how many glasses of wine do you drink? You're like, oh, well, I have like wine, but you don't, you have four. You're a heavy drinker who drink wine every night. You are. If you get the buzz going, Netflix is on and the next episode of Last Kingdom come, and you drink four, but okay, let's assume you're only one. And the impact that that has on your sleep is it will cause a 9% percent 
reduction in your sleep quality. And I will define this after I talk about the end, um, the, the different various levels of drinking and the impact on sleep. If you have two glasses of wine a night or two alcoholic beverages, whether it's beer or two shots of whiskey, whatever, and for women that's wet one, um, you have a 24% reduction in your sleep quality. So for a light drinkers, which for men is defined as less than two, and for women less than one, it's a 9.2% reduction in your sleep quality. For moderate drinkers, um, it's a 24% reduction in sleep quality, which I'll define what sleep quality is, and which is defined as two drinks for men and one drink for women. And for heavy drinkers, this is most of you who drink everything. I mean, this, this is what I was. Come on. You can tell me I'm not your doc. You don't have to lie to you. You don't have to lie to me. Most importantly, don't lie to yourself. If you have a bottle of wine tonight, you're a heavy drinker. Sorry, you are. You got issues. Um, which I was, by the way. So I'm not judging. If you drink four or two or more glasses of wine a night, right, just two, you are going to have a 40% reduction in your sleep quality. So how does the Sleep Foundation describe sleep quality? First of all, it will, there's essentially four cycles of sleep throughout the evening. And they're basically these 90 minute sleep cycles where you get into deep REM sleep, you know, where you move your eyelids and like you have your dreams. And for sleep quality, it affects your sleep late latency, which is the time it takes to fall asleep. The amount of times that you wake every night, you know, so don't load up on water so you have to wake up and go to the bathroom. Three, um, the amount of time which you're awake during the evening in terms of just the amount of just wakefulness you have. And then four, which is the sleep efficiency, which is defined as the amount of time that you're sleeping versus the time you're in bed. And then what the, um, what the Sleep Foundation talks about is the vicious cycle that can result from this. First off, why do people drink in the first place? Because they're freaking really stressed out and it allows them to escape. And here's the deal with alcohol. It does make you go to sleep more quickly. So for the sleep impact, you go to sleep quicker, but it totally affects your sleep quality. And so here's basically what it says, in term, and this is basically exactly what happened to me. It says, um, since alcohol can reduce sleep, REM sleep and cause sleep disruptions, people who drink before bed often experience insomnia symptoms and feel excessively sleepy the following day. This can lead them into what is called a vicious cycle that consists of self-medicating with alcohol in order to fall asleep, consuming caffeine during the day to stay awake, and then using alcohol as a set of offset the effects of these stimulants. So this is exactly what I experienced when I was drinking a bottle of wine a night. First of all, it was very pleasant and I did work the next day. So I got stuff done, you know, I worked hard, um, but you, 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 you know, you, you kind of feel hazy the next day. You, you don't, you, you get up a little bit later. You don't feel 
refreshed when you wake up, which is how you should feel, like how I feel right now. And so what happens is, is that this leads to your anxiety goes off the charts. Your stress goes off the charts. You're tired. See, so you're anxious, stressed, and then you're tired. So, but, so then you need to jack yourself up on stimulants throughout the day. And that is just not, and then you're not as productive. And so when you're not as productive, then you go and you're like, oh my God, I'm not, you know, I'm just not getting as much done. I'm all worried. And then you go home and you're like, ah, oh, I'm home. Let's put on a little curb your enthusiasm. Let's, let's drink a little vino, turn on a little Netflix and just escape for a while. It's kind of nice. It's a stimulant. It, it sort of makes you feel relaxed, eat some food, sit in your recliner, get a whole buzz, escape. But, but the impact that that has if you do it on a night-to-night basis, if you're talking about reducing your sleep quality, you are preventing with bad sleep quality. Here's what happens. You're going to have likely snoring and sleep apnea, which means you're, you're going to like hawk snore and then like, like choke while you sleep. Okay. That is not good. Number two, if you're working out, you're trying to be like, hey, I'm going to the gym. The real time where you get your muscle recovery is while you're sleeping. And if you're not sleeping, your body is not restoring or repairing your muscles. You may have gut issues because sleep is when you repair your cellular lining of your gut for good digestion. You may be getting fatter because you're stuffing your pie hole with food while you have this appetite stimulant. And so you're storing fat at night, whereas with a good sleep protocol with the tip one, you're not burning fat. So with good timing of eating, you're burning fat. If you're stuck in your pie hole and you're drinking a lot of alcohol and adding calories, you're adding fat. When you're obese, there's a whole bunch of health issues that arise from obesity that are just almost too, too numerous to mention. And the other thing is, is that memory consolidation is critical and especially for what's called deep REM sleep, which you basically, I believe you get it like the third or fourth. You want to get four full 90 minute cycles while you sleep, where you basically go to sleep or this deep stage and you kind of wake up a little bit, like the deep stage and you get the dreaming. This is where your body is like literally getting rid of toxins and then being restorative sleep in your brain. So you can actually remember what you studied. That's why the people are like, oh yeah, I pulled an all nighter. Just, you know, those people who are like, oh my God, I, I stay up all night and I just jack myself up on caffeine. Don't do that. Get your sleep. You have no chance of remembering anything unless you get your sleep. It's basically like a superpower and it's available to everyone. So I don't care if it's a child, an adult, a kid, just don't drink alcohol. I mean, if you're going to drink alcohol, drink it once a week. Once every month, um, I think we need it a little bit. I'm kind of teetotaler, so I'm going to like, I'm going to have those moments where I don't sleep as well. But um, yeah, don't drink every day. And if you drink four glasses of wine a day, I got a secret for you. You, an alcoholic, I was. Okay, all right. First step is recognition. Hi, I'm Pat, and I'm a drinker. 
it's okay. And I, I'm not a teetotal. I actually think that there's some, I'm going to do a, a, a essentially podcast on, what is it called? There's this, there's this guy that was on Rogan. It's called, I think the immortality key or something like that. And he's obsessed with like psychedelic fear. I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Brian Morescu, something like that. But, you know, so he's, I think there's some, and he gets into like the historic basis for alcohol and communal participation and, and social bonding. I think there is some limited benefit to it. So if you see me out having a beer, don't go like, oh my God, he's going on a bender. Don't judge. I, I'm just out and about having a beer. Relax. And if you are going to drink, by the way, by the way, if you are going to drink, at least give your body four hours. Okay, let's, let's say you're like, well, I only have one drink per day and I have discipline, unlike you, Cole. At least do the same thing with food. Do not drink within four hours of the time that you go to sleep. So at least your body has some ability to get rid of the alcohol before you're in that sleep stage. Okay, so that's my tip there. So in summary class, the first step is don't eat after seven o'clock. Step number two, don't drink every day. Get rid of alcohol. Huge impact on your sleep. You're going to be walking like a bleary-eyed fool if you, if you drink every day. Number third, and this is going to be one that's going to kind of come out of left field, but try it. It really works. Tart cherry capsules. You're like, oh my God, what, what the hell is that? Well, so tart cherry, it's just a... It's just a you can buy it in juice form or capsule form. I actually rep uh, recommend the capsule form. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm, I'm going to put it down here below um, so you can actually buy it. Um, and I'll also give you links to the actual book, um, books that I'm referring to, Atomic Habits, Kick-Ass Book, which is right here. You see that? I've got Atomic Habits. And then the Circadian Code. Totally awesome book. I totally love it. But the third one is tart cherry. So why does tart cherry work? And here you're like, what the hell is that? I had no idea what either. But I was actually listening to Thomas DeLauer. Um, you know, he's kind of this YouTube guy that's like really ripped and used to be fat. That's just a lot of good stuff. I said, what the heck? I'm going to try this tart cherry stuff. And so if you have a, a, one glass of tart cherry about an hour before you go to bed, don't do it right before you go to bed because... You don't want to pee while you're sleeping, you know, to get up because that affects your sleep quality. And what, what does it do? So for every 100 grams of tart cherry, it, it has about nine grams of tryptophan. We all know tryptophan, tryptophan is one of those things that we all know because of turkey. You know, you go to Thanksgiving, you're like, oh my God, and then someone at your, at your Thanksgiving dinner is like, yeah, that's the tryptophan in turkey. Well, tryptophan comes in a lot of stuff other than turkey. So have your turkey for dinner, but have to eat turkey every night. But have tart cherry. Um, I recommend tart cherry capsules. And good, I'll put the links down below. And tart cherry capsules, uh, what, why are they important for, for sleep? Because it, it, for every 100 grams of tart cherry, there's about 9 milligrams of tryptophan. And tryptophan helps your body naturally produce melatonin, which will help you get to sleep more quickly as you develop your evening sleep routine. And this will allow you to get to sleep more quickly and it will also improve your 
sleep efficiency. So you can Google this, it's, it's all legit. And just most importantly, try it yourself. But these are absolutely really key. So no food after seven, no alcohol during the week, except if you're gonna have your social event, whatever. Sometimes you just gotta say to the hell with the sleep, I'm gonna have a good time. So, you know, don't be too much of a tight wide here. Now, certain people, when they, when they get into the health space, they're like, oh my God, I'm keto, I can never have a cake. And they walk around with their butt cheeks punched. You know, just this, these are all like norms that I want you to adopt. Every once in a while, it's okay. Like if you're doing keto or you're fasting, don't do it during the holidays, people. Don't. But so you, no drinking except occasionally if you're with your buddies. If you're with your buddies from college, you can drink, okay? And just, just know that you're going to have a huge cost for it. Number two, no food after seven. And number three, have tart cherry capsules is my recommendation about an hour before bed. There are some other benefits um, to tart cherry other than good sleep. Brain, brain, brain health, brain health, brain health. Brain health, include, improve your muscle recovery, blood pressure, it's good antioxidants. So there's a lot of benefits to tart cherry. So eat that about an hour before bed and you'll be good to go. So I'm gonna give you some miscellaneous sleep tips. So like, wait, there's more. It's like Ron Papil. So here's a couple ones. Some of them may not be totally intuitive. Um, I think we all need to know, we all know that, and I think which is quick relates to light. Uh, a lot of people know that the room needs to be dark, but just get your room as dark as you possibly can and do and this. Is here I get from the circadian code. Okay. Blue light is a signal to your eye that you need to be awake. Okay, and so what produces blue light? Your TV and your cell phone. So as part of your evening sleep routine, try to stop watching TV after 8, eight or 8.30. If you're not sleeping well, look at that. Um, maybe wear blue light blocking glasses while you're watching TV. That might be a suggestion. And um, try to have your house get rid of the fluorescent lights. And try to have your house as dark and just kind of like with soothing white lights. You know, and then when you go to bed, just try to get it as dark as possible. And then if you're, you know, if, if you are like during the spring and fall time, when it's temperature is an issue, try to get your, um, your room to about 68, you know, 65, 68 degrees. That's sort of good sleeping where it's kind of cool and you're kind of comfortable. You can open a window. That can be really great. Here's the other one that may be kind of counterintuitive. You wear sunglasses during the day. Um, think about that. Now, if you're out in the middle of the Himalayas and don't blind yourself for crying out loud, or if you really get stressed, I used to wear sunglasses all the time. But here's why that's important, because for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So when you are wearing the sunglasses, you're blocking blue light, which is a signal during the day to be awake. So if you get excessively sleepy during the day, that may be that you're not getting enough access to natural light and in particular, actual light to your retina. So when you get up, this is from my man crush, Andrew Humerman, as well as circadian code, try to get some exposure to natural light. If you're in an office setting during the, you know, during the lunch break, just go out without your sunglasses and try to get some natural light. Um, and then so during the day, try to limit your sunglass wearing as much as you can, consistent with your own comfort. Um, and so that way you're awake during the day. It's a signal of your body to suppress your melatonin. 
Um, and then in the evening, limit your blue light, right? So during the day, expose yourself to blue light, which is awake. In the evening, limit your blue light and that will enhance your melatonin. So that's kind of a little bit of a, maybe a counterintuitive thing that you maybe haven't thought of as far as that goes. So that's this particular episode. I help you find this useful. Um, sleep is one of those things that we all do. And yet it's something that I think a lot of us really screw up. And I've gotten some now, good eight to nine hours, and I feel great. But I, I still drink caffeine, but if you're if you know your sleep is really working, then it's super easy to wake up. You know, you basically your body starts getting into this rhythm and you just, you know, you can just get up. So one of the things that I was gonna say from James Clear was this, this thing about what he calls pointing and calling, which is to state out loud what your activity is gonna be and then call out the things you're gonna do to achieve that. I love that. And he, he learns this actually from Japanese rail system, which they have just this very deliberate process for safety, you know, where they say, open the door, or when the passengers are ready to depart, all doors are closed and they literally announce that, stay away from the train and it's a very good safety record. So in terms of, doing great things, being an early morning person, part of the five o'clock club, pointed out, I want to be a member of the, the five o'clock club. Call out the things you're going to do and literally state them out loud. I am going to not eat after seven o'clock. I am not going to drink every day. And I'm going to take tart cherry capsules. And then I'm going to think about limiting my sunglass wearing during the day and limit my blue light during the night. And I'm going to sleep well, and I'm going to have this wonderful morning sanctuary experience that we get every morning when we wake up. So that's this episode of the Rocket Cast. I hope, I'm glad that you've made it this far. As always, infinite gratitude to each one of you. If you've made it this far, please continue to give me positive reviews on Apple, Spotify, and all places where podcasts are heard. Share this with a friend, a family member. If you do know someone that's going through some difficult times. Sleep is one of those things where it does not cost anything. You just got to have the knowledge. Riquato and Total Recall. Open your mind. Open your mind, Plato. Open your mind and listen to stuff because most of the best stuff in life is free. You just got to have the knowledge. Um, and hopefully I've, a lot of this stuff I've just learned relatively recently. So I'm not that far out of any of you. And if you do get you know positive results with this, reach out for once, rockingpool at gmail.com. Rockneycast at gmail.com and let me know if you had your life positively impacted by this new sleep protocol that I offered you relating to getting a good, deep, restored night's sleep. Uh, so we're going to continue to do these episodes on uh, James Clear. We got one or two more in the pipeline. I'm going to give you some what I call train wreck habits that you need to try to remove from your life. So the atomic habits are what you add and what you remove. And I'm going to give you some um, hopefully positive um, information related to that. So that's it for this episode of the Rocky Cast. We've had a little bit of delay in putting out the high quality content, but you know, you know, you know how life is. Um, but we are going to continue to so stay tuned for additional episodes of the Rocky Cast. So have a wonderful, productive day. Get a good night's rest. Until next time, we see each other on the Rocky Cast. <laughs>